Corporate ladder ascending, shreds of normalcy implementing right into your brainwaves. Back in the double or nothing building episode of the Brothers. Right here, look at that. Yeah, Woo! brothers, a discussion. Woo! We're gonna talk everything from this weekend's Money in the Bank uh, build of another week of the Wednesday Night Wars. And uh, Matt, we're gonna make some time to check in on who is and who isn't a zombie. Matt. Another spicy, hot, flavorful week of professional wrestling. Uh, looks like you're doing a lot better. You have two eyes this week. How the heck are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk Bunny in the Bank. I got my my fancy new green screen behind me, and I'm pretty green. Pretty I don't stoked. understand. It looks like you're just checking in from Jacksonville. I, yeah, I am. I am reporting live from uh, TII Field. Uh, TIAA Field, right? TI. Oh wait. Yes. We, we... See if you can zoom in. T-I-A-A, Bankfield. Yeah. Looks like the boys are striking a tableau for you there. Yeah, they're still hanging out. What's going on, boys? Woo! You gotta flick them off back, Matt. Oh! Yeah, that'll teach them. I was like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't turn and not, so I had to lift it. (laughs) Ah. Um... I was thinking about, like, changing the background when we got to, like, different things we wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I should pull up like a money in the bank one. That seems like a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like wanna... a like a screensaver. It's just the ladder continuously going up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I thought we'd just do the money in the bank logo. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite as talented enough to figure out how Zoom's gonna take a, a video and start pushing that out. Um, all right, where were we? Uh, you want to find us at uh, brothersofdiscussion.com and bodpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us uh, on every single podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Anchor. Uh, we are now on YouTube and IGTV, so we hope that you're enjoying checking out these videos. Um, yeah, just keep following along, and if you could, subscribe, rate, and review the most important ones if you want to help support the show. Apple... And YouTube does a great deal of help to uh, follow along there and subscribe. Of course, uh, on both channels, we are doing the Brothers of Discussion show, which is weekly, and the Discussion 5 about uh, our very own Detroit Red Wings. Maybe you're not a fan of hockey. Maybe you're not a fan of the Detroit Red Wings. But But you are a fan of us. We are here for you uh, to talk it. So uh, please, please find us there, and uh, we actually have everything sorted. So if you're not a fan of one of those shows, uh, it is properly sorted. So you're only going to watch the content you need. But uh, again, do us a favor: uh, subscribe, rate, and review, and uh, share everything as well. It helps us uh, helps us a great deal. So we appreciate it. Mike, let's talk. Uh, we got a lot to talk today, and we're we're always trying to keep these episodes under an hour. So why don't we jump into uh, WWE? wrestling news as we like to put it as our first section every week uh mike aj is back and uh as we uh texted each other on uh, on monday the most disappointing part of him being back is that there is no continuity of him being buried by the undertaker 
Um, really wanted no. to see what was going to happen there, and it just... He's back. He even made the statement, like, fuck story. Uh, I, I'm just AJ Styles, and I'm going to win the money in the bank. You know, kayfabe is finally dead. If it was still alive, AJ would have crawled out of the earth uh, with worms falling out of his head. Exactly. I think uh, we had a missed opportunity here to do some some crossovers with The Walking Dead. Uh, maybe the Train to Busan sequel is coming out. I know a lot of people who uh, uh, are excited for uh, uh, Korean horror are excited like I am. Uh, so, uh, yeah, missed opportunity there, man. Uh, AJ Again, Styles coming is in with regular. the references that hits. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's just regular old AJ. No... No pomp and frills over there. Just regular old AJ. No friends anymore. He, he's not in a club. Not a zombie. Same old AJ. Doesn't have a manager. Could be doing his promos for him. Same old AJ. Not a ghost. Just regular old AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no cream or sugar added. Uh, not even a dark roast. Uh, probably light. Not a medium roast. Yeah, not a medium roast. Just Mm -hmm. a light, light roast, caffeine free, in a white, nondescript mug. No steam. Just a brown. All right. Well, now everybody's asleep. Uh, Johnny Gargano is back. (laughs) I don't know if you want to break down AJ being back. Just keep going. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, I just, it is, no, it it is, is disappointing that Styles. he came back and they, they do this awesome battle with The Undertaker that fans had all the reason in the world not to love and there was a lot of love that came towards it. And uh, it's just, you know, what? why can't we just try and do something connected to it? I don't know if it's just because Apollo Crews is, was never supposed to sniff money in the bank, but here we are, AJ's back uh and and nothing special maybe later uh we'll find out that there is something special going on because aj specifically addressed uh that he's not a zombie uh so maybe uh, they're just trying to keep it like oh that was a they're possibility that seed. yeah that eventually yeah, he's but, gonna be like a bray wyatt zombie or something yeah uh, and, and when i i talked uh weeks ago you know what we've talked since the show started that 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 is one of the biggest issues with trying to invest yourself in this goddamn fucking company and pro wrestling in general is it's always why do you care why do we care about the storylines because they're going to mean absolutely nothing the next week and it's it if this really does turn out to just be aj's back the match never happened what the fuck did we watch it for why does the undertaker come back yeah i mean uh um I apologize. I, I lingered on that bit for too long, but it's just, we've been without AJ for six weeks, and then this is what he comes back to do. He wins a, the end, he ends the tail end of a gauntlet match, um, and then he does a promo where he's like, I'm just regular old, you know, light roasted, no cream or sugar, AJ Styles. I, I don't know. I think they could have done more. I guess he was on his little... Um, yeah, of course. His little AJ vignettes thing. What is it? What's he on now? Vimeo or I don't know what he's on. And he was saying, yeah, I probably, I wish I could have came back with a little more pomp and circumstance. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a guy, I think 
because we're going to talk about Charlotte in a minute. That's a guy who I feel like showed up at NXT. I think people would have spit coffee all over their TV. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we put him in the uh, Money in the Bank match. So, uh, you know, he's, he's back. Hopefully he doesn't fall off the roof. Uh, Mike, you also wanted to talk about Johnny Gargano being back with the Mean Song. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to say he's... I don't know if I want to say he's back. I want to say... Because, what, it was one week he wasn't on TV. So he's he's just now featuring a, a new uh, Tough Guy song. Yeah, they're doing that thing. Uh, I think the most recent example was uh, Bailey, who, you know, uh, Bailey and Johnny both had, like, cartoonishly pleasant, happy entrance themes. Uh, uh, like, high energy, uh, you know, intended to get you clapping long and out of your seat. And now they both well, kind of have, like, the mean version. Johnny's at least had a nice you know guitar riff to it and it had that hot yeah, start yeah it was, with it was objective it was objectively better uh but you know it was it was designed to get the same effect i think is what i'm saying but yeah. he's got a new meat song his wife has a new hair color now johnny russell's like a bad guy and uh i you know i i guess it was uh somewhat successful for him i, I wish that it wasn't at you know the expense of our beloved dijakovic who's a friend of the show um but uh that was an odd match too because it kind of looks like sometimes like dominic it's like I, I don't know if it's a chemistry thing or something but we know how agile he is like we've seen him versus keith lee where he's you know doing those uh backflips over the top rope right and this match it just looked like he was wrestling in cement for some reason i don't know if they're trying to because he's it's like he's too I... quick for how big he is I think so they got to needs... show him down, so Johnny has some advantage. But I think he needs to uh, to get called up to the the main roster to fight some of the bigger guys because that that's the problem. I think he's he's built to be uh, fighting, you know, McIntyre. He's he's yeah. not built to be fighting tiny tiny uh, Gargano. No. That that was actually that's even an issue I saw in the Charlotte and EO match where EO's kind of tiny too, and just some clumsiness where you've got the the bigger the bigger fighters in Dijakovic and uh, in Charlotte, and they're stomping around. They want to run, but then all of a sudden they've already hit their opponent. So when the lariat comes out over or clothesline, uh, they're slowing down and then doing it because they also have to lower. There's an yeah. elbow that's got to... It's, it's just the the compatibility between uh, those different sized opponents when uh, when they probably aren't purposefully going out of their way to practice and make sure there's a whole nother style uh, that they've accomplished uh, or or at least have memorized when they're facing someone so much smaller. Um, but the other thing too with Dijakovic is he's always, he, he's been built up as the hybrid, uh, one of the hybrid superstars, kind of the same thing as like McIntyre's doing it well, but could Dijakovic do it even better kind of thing where we've seen him move a little bit better and does that move style work when you've got a guy who can do flips better than you because his body style is built that way? So sure, Dijakovic is super impressive uh, with the, his uh, his size, and it's something we've never seen before. But yeah. once he starts matching it up with Gargano, and Gargano can just do so much more because he's so much lighter, um, like does it have does it still have the same? sense of awe and uh there's a lot of variables that go into it but um yeah i guess that wasn't even the point of bringing this up we just want to talk about uh, gargano's song no i think it's funny that you do bring that up because i think we know like we associate uh like, like low lower 
difficulty high flying moves with Dijakovic. Like what his body's capable of as a six foot five, like two hundred seventy pound man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there's that. So what's funny is that knowing that people like him exist, people like Keith Lee exist. I honestly can't really remember Drew McIntyre doing top rope like those. It looks like he puts his arms at his sides, Undertaker style, like a crucifix. Um, and he's doing like a top rope suicida. And now all of a sudden that's in his repertoire. And I, I don't know if that's kind of him like looking over the fence and seeing that, oh, man, these other big guys can do that. Oh, fuck it. I guess I'll start doing it, too. And then, you know, the big hairy man is flying through the air. Um I think it's uh, as unnerving as as if you know Chewbacca was doing that. Um, a seven foot agile monster, you know, flipping head over heels over the top rope. So I got, I got. Oh, Chewie uh, or Drew McIntyre? Yeah, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. he's two feet taller than Chewbacca, so this he's just nine, doesn't make sense. He's nine feet if he's a foot. No, he's. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I just. Uh, he's like six inches. I don't. Uh, I don't think that's a coincidence, Matt. The more of these guys get popular, and then all of a sudden Drew starts putting that in his, his repertoire. And it looks seamless, looked great. You know, uh, I just don't remember him seeing that, uh, like seeing that as often from him in the past. But um, yeah. another another kind of weird push here, Matt. Vink, a six foot five, 265 pound um, Australian Ter- project that terrible transition. WWE you should have said, to, uh, Matt, what do you think about Shane Thorne getting the win over, like, we had all the opportunity in the world to use that yep, name. the crowd was really what do you clamoring think about for that, that pun, man. What a great pun we missed out on. Um, I don't know what I was thinking on that one. I, uh... Oh, that's great. My computer has uh, got a thorn in it. All right, it's working again. So, uh, Matt, Vink got to pin Ricochet clean. Uh, I think we Vink... all heard what you said. Rick, Cedric, said. I said Rick. said Rick. Oh, man. He's on fire over there, man. How did they not use Cedric Gachet? Like, how is that not Cedric Gachet. What do they call Big Fly? They have a tag team name? Something like that. I saw it on Bleacher Report. Um... I know that they both come out to uh, the cartoon intro. Two fly. They're two fly. Two fly. Um, Matt, I thought this was like uh, one of their golden geese, like a t-shirt seller. And now Ricochet's uh, getting pinned clean by some guy named Bink. Uh, Matt, big plans for the 645 guy. What are my big plans? Yeah, I guess I'm I'm uh, gonna watch him when he's on Raw next week. Uh, I'm gonna probably not buy his T-shirt. Um, I'm gonna be pretty disappointed that uh, you aren't gonna buy his T-shirt. What if it's a cute Vink pun? I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if it is cute, but I, I doubt they're not gonna come up with something cute for Vink. He's such a badass. I'm just kidding. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think the, the better question of what uh, what are our plans are, like, why what's going on with Ricochet? How quickly is he leaving the WWE that all of a sudden they have this new tag team? <laughs> and, First he's um, a singles guy. Then he's in the tag team. Then he loses as a tag team. <laughs> well, yeah, he get, he's getting, all of a sudden this, this tag team has, like, the revival treatment where it's, like, it's it's a complete joke now when you lose to Vink and Shane Thorne. I right i i don't know what the hell's going on uh i i, I i'm 
pretty sad, I think, for, for two fly. Uh, who They have to immediately take off the two. They have to just be called fly now because they lost. So uh, it's it's something... Uh, I guess it, it, it would be boring if, if we just had, like, two fly going over these guys because what the hell are we watching this for? And we just see, like, um, week after week tag teams fighting... Uh, these these nothing guys and we see it we see this kind of thing happening on wwe programming and aew programming and just guys out of nowhere uh going down for the pin it just kind of sucks that if they're gonna all of a sudden pick a couple of guys out of nowhere to get a win that it's too fly that has to take the loss um i think that's just the most disappointing part i think i'm happy for vink and, and shane thorne and Let's, you know, let's start to build up a division, maybe. Let's have some guys, uh, you know, kind of in the same vein that we want uh, maybe somebody in the women's division to take down Charlotte Flair, or maybe just to carry it without her even being there. Um, it's it's fine that Vink and Shane Thorne get the win, but again, it does sort of hurt that it's, it's too fly that goes down. Remember, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler became a tag team out of nowhere, and then they won the tag titles, like... Two weeks into uh, their, <laughs> their run. Yeah, so, like, Two Fly gives it a shot, and they're going down to two guys out of nowhere. So maybe Ricochet and Cedric are breaking up again, but it's not... I guess, uh, like, the way the WWE machine works, um, and how they sit in a lab and try to put, like, your character and your entrance and your name together, like, Vink and Shane Thorne don't really have an entrance vink doesn't even have a name it's just vink uh you know it's it's really close to the fink and we already had the fink so now we have the vink um and then they they don't i can't even remember them winning in nxt and i know these are young guys so it feels like their first win is at ricochet's expense so it's just kind of yeah hmm a puzzling way to, to kind of build these guys, I guess. Uh, like, I know they've well, won, they've, they've wrestled in NXT, but it's just kind of... I mean, now we're we're just, we're going in circles here about how disappointing this let's is. Do, let's, there's do not the bottom, too much. let's do the bottom line here, Matt. Um, is it time to panic as a Ricochet fan, or is are they just kind of treading water with him until there's something for him to sink his teeth in? Well, that's, I guess that's kind of what I was saying with, he's getting like this revival treatment with, with a loss like this. So I, I wonder if he is uh headed out i just remember the tears streaming down his face when he when he was in his first uh raw match and how excited he was to be to be on monday night raw so i I don't know if i don't know if he is headed out the door it just seems weird to make that decision uh on ricochet especially with him getting like some monster pushes right when everything started i i don't know if there's too much to to pull from this yet uh, because we have to see what happens next week. Because remember, AJ Styles was buried alive, Michael, on on <laughs> fucking WrestleMania, and he came out and gave us all the middle finger this past Monday Monday and said, "Fuck y'all, none of that happened." So, who knows? Maybe Ricochet wins the tag titles oh, next Monday. Matt, you know, Ricochet may be out the door, but the fans in Florida might be coming back in. What are you hearing over there, Matt? What am I hearing? uh i mean yeah, you're, let you're me... physically in florida so what are you hearing what's going on across the street oh, there? right um well actually we saw some fans in uh during the aew dynamite didn't we i don't during know that... those... i think those were wrestlers i think 
Aren't they're they? little kids. Marco Stunt? I don't know. He's there with his, his brothers and sisters. I don't know. No, there were little kids. The whole there. Stunt family was there. No, I'm t I'm telling you, there were there were little kids that were like four feet away from from that. Well, it's uh, just from weird because they, they were only there for that. They weren't there for the like the rest of the AEW show. That was still just wrestlers around the ring. Well, what was good is they everybody had a mask on, so that was that was nice. But you're still kind of thinking like, all including right. Jake the Snake. I was pretty proud of that. So good for the fans, but also Jake the Snake. You know, he's not a young man, so I'm glad that he had his face covered. Well, then the funny thing is that then Kenny Omega and Sammy are are also you know three feet away from these folks that are watching, and they don't have masks on. So you you need it both ways for it to work. Anyway, um, so yeah, the, the Florida uh, governor announced that you can have fans uh in in arenas now and part of that was even like a, a specific mention of wwe and aew programming and how they can have people attend i think that it is at this point the wwe's uh the wwe's responsibility and aew's responsibility to not do that uh to not just say okay that's great that the florida government is happy to go against uh i guess national recommendations i guess there's there's not really like a law or anything uh of of keeping people out of those those large uh gatherings so it's fine that florida wants to make that decision but we still know that it's not safe yet so let's not do that otherwise i guess a thousand or you know how, however many sections there are in the in the arena and you can have a hundred people <laughs> you know show up and that that's it somebody's gonna get lucky and get to sit in a suite but you know what that's that's just how the cookie crumbles so each section gets one person you don't get a family member they can be in a different part of the arena and that's it and they all have to enter the arena like within a half hour like 30 minute intervals you get it's like at disney world when you get your rise of the resistance uh ticket where you uh you, you have to arrive at this time, and this is your boarding pass. This is when you can go on the ride. Uh, same thing with entering these arenas. You have, you know, from 9 till 9.30, you can enter the arena. If you miss it, you're done. You lose out. So, yeah, if we're going to allow 100 people in, and they, we have half-hour intervals between everybody entering, sure. And then they also have to wait till all of the AEW workers have... Uh, so they're coming in before the ring is put together, uh, and, and then they have to stay for the ring to be taken apart. Then all of the AEW employees have to leave, and then they can start filing out every half hour. And if they miss their half hour, they have to wait till everybody else left. So, sure, let's let people in. How does that sound? All right. Um, I mean, that long story. Like a, that sounds like a great experience as a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, long story short, this shouldn't be happening. Uh, there's a reason the rest of the country, uh, the rest if you thought of that, the country, if you thought that explanation took a long time. Just wait till you're trying to go to the event. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like Shanghai uh, Disneyland is back open. They're opening at uh, so normally they have eighty-eight thousand people is capacity. That would be Jesus. full capacity. Um, they're only allowing 23,000. You have to have had reservations to come into the park like a month ahead of time. You are being pre-screened for, uh, fever and, um, 
I don't, what do you whatever mean the regular pre-screened before you enter the uh, before you enter Shanghai so like Disneyland. Well, yeah, they're not gonna. Oh, let them in, and then we'll we'll check you when you're in line for the rides. It's fine. Well, no, it yeah, before like you those come lines in, are are ripe for spreading disease too. Yeah, that's why they're they're probably gonna have like six feet apart, you know, before you can actually get up to the line. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we won't we're not we're not Matt. talking about the United States. We're talking about Shanghai. This is Shanghai. I don't care where we're talking about. That just sounds convoluted. I I, I don't know. It doesn't sound like something well, no. I'd be jumping to go to, you know, Disney right now. Well, you got you got to remember that they've been doing this since January. They've had everything closed. They've been scrubbing it clean. The whole country, I mean, not just Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, so it's, they're in a different time period. They're in a different interval for COVID-19. So they are well beyond. So think about their two months, uh, two and a half months probably earlier than we started doing stuff. And oh, that's so you want to look at, at them right as a, like a, a, you know, looking in the future like a crystal ball. You can yeah. just look over there. Okay. Well, Plus, all that stuff is open air. You're not inside an arena like we are going to be with these that's wrestling shows. You know, that's something we haven't really thought about. Like, ticket prices are all of, about, like, demand. Like, supply and demand. There's only so many seats we can fill. But we're only going to fill seats if it's a show worth watching. So I just wonder if ticket prices are going to go up. If we're going to start allowing fans to attend but there's mandated six feet apart and obviously the seats as designed are not six feet apart so that means you're like sitting families you know with like two to three seats in between people it's it's going to be incredibly difficult to manage um the the prices are built off of how many people can we get in based on all the people we're gonna have to pay to make sure that this arena is functioning so yeah if you're allowing less people into the arena i can't imagine that the prices are just gonna stay flat um they're gonna go up they just have to for the scale hmm. yeah it's like it's almost like you could see both sides where they would go down because you don't know what kind of population wants to take the risk to go watch like you know one of the last regular season red wing games as an example like like to risk getting sick just to you know watch hockey in person when you could just watch it on TV. But you know there's fewer seats and you know you're going to get to the point where there's the playoffs and you know it'd be kind of a cool ticket to almost get almost like a private event because it's going to be a lot quieter. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Could kind of see both ways. But man, still got a lot to talk about. Uh, we had the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW won, but, you know, we always know it's a hollow victory because I, I we still don't understand how people are keeping track of, like, Nielsen ratings. Uh, maybe they're looking at DVR recordings, but... Anywho, um, it was really just uh, a really good week of wrestling uh, this Wednesday. Um, I hope that you get an opportunity as a fan of Brothers of Discussion to watch both shows. Um, I think NXT, like... Bell to Bell was really good wrestling, and then AEW is again just uh, another super hour, super entertaining couple hours. Uh, but we like to do the top three moments from each show. Uh, Matt, without further ado, uh, what was moment number three from NXT this week? Oh shit! Um, number three, I didn't, uh, I didn't order these like we normally do. Um, do you want to? You go first with AEW, and then I'll hit NXT. 
Um, I'm going to cheat and say uh, my 3B was first just the, the welcome return of the whole announced team. Um, I love I love uh, Tony Schiavone, and I think Jericho did a fantastic job uh, kind of playing like the, you know, Jerry Lawler or like the Macho Man, just kind of putting jokes in, but, you know, still having some wrestling know-how to help sell the show. But we actually had Schiavone, JR, Excalibur, um, even Taz made a little cameo. So it was kind of nice to get the real sounds of AEW like we want to get used to, you know, for weeks to come. But uh, moment three was uh, was probably the the setup of the next uh, title match. Um, Max was in there in a singles match, uh, and he you know he got eliminated by the Dark Order uh, out of nowhere, and then uh, Brody Lee announced himself as uh, the top contender against Moxley, and I, I think that they've built Brody up in such short fashion to be a credible opponent. I, I would be surprised to see him lose to John Moxley. Um, whether it's by hook or by crook, I think the best move is to take, I think, I think we're usually in lockstep on this one, take the belt off of the good guy, give it to the bad guy. And then the good guy is something to chase. Um, so I think it sets it up. Well, I think Brody is, a, you know, of all these monsters at AEW's suddenly pushing Brody is the most credible one. He's the best on the mic. Um, he's got the most, I'd say creativity in his moveset. Um, and I, I think he's ready. I think he's uh, he's totally comfortable to you know take the strap and run away with it. Matt uh, gave you some time there. If, if you want to touch on Brody Lee, it's cool. If you want to hit number three, yeah, num- number three, I'll say that. Uh, and a quick shout out to uh, Amy D, who's who's always following along with us. But uh, what didn't make my list is uh, Charlotte and Io. And I'll just let me give a quick shout out here to, uh, with Amy's uh, remarks to it. Um, Charlotte should have lost. Rio was awkward. I might be a Charlotte Mark, as Amy put, and we definitely know that after watching yeah. the Royal Rumble with her. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of excellent storytelling. That did not happen. Uh, I, I, and then I, I actually commented back to her. I, I said this was just a lazy way of keeping the status quo. Like it was. Uh, Rhea crashing the party so that EO isn't necessarily losing and well, actually EO even walks away with the win because Charlotte yeah. ran away so the DQ gets win. counted yeah. out uh, it's it's silly um but yeah that that was that was baloney but I I this was billed as a great week of wrestling um but it was also the week of like interference ending every goddamn match and I'm not a huge fan of that one of those matches is my number three because I like the match on a whole and I think the ending could have been better, but here's some interference. Uh, but Dijakovic and Johnny Gargano did put on a good match. We already talked about it. Uh, they're going to be building the Johnny Gargano character that now he's a cheater, so that's why this had to happen. Uh, but again, just another instance of like why, you know, the, the wrong guy, I think, taking taking the loss when Gargano's already at the top and this guy probably could have waited a little bit. Um, maybe they're thinking Dijakovic doesn't have it with promos or something like that because we've seen some pretty weak shit coming from him in that regard. But um, yeah, just, it's it's my number three. I, I I agree that, again, this was billed as a great week of wrestling, uh, but there, there were not a lot of great wrestling matches on NXT. Uh, just a lot of <laughs> interference. A lot of things that sounded fun at the start, and then you were just kind of like, "Oh, that's the that's the end of the match." All right, cool. So you're number two, Mike, for AEW. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, 
we got another edition of uh, Lance Archer, uh, the Murder Hawk. Uh, this time we got to dominate uh, QT, uh, another one of Cody's boys. Um, it was a typical, you know, Murder Hawk uh, match uh, with them, you know, getting the squash mm-hmm. in. But a typical. It was uh, week think... two. <laughs> no, he's had a. Is no, that, he's had a. He's had a run. Oh. No, he's won like five. five oh, that's right. Also. I'm thinking. You're yeah, thinking of the I forgot about the whole tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I just the way they're building this guy up from like week to week. Um, they also had Brandy come out and cut a promo against Jake the Snake, where she's like, "I know how the story plays out. Um, I know you're gonna try and intimidate me, but I'll slap you in the face." Um, but what she didn't count on was uh, a little attack there at. Uh, the hands of uh, another young lady, the little Britt Baker. Well, bam. Um, Did you forget? <laughs> no, I got I got uh, distracted there by uh, something bad happening outside. Oh, um, great. So, so everything's fine. It was just a bad thing that's over. Anyway, um, she uh, she did get to throw uh, Brandy's shoe up into the crowd, which a uh, lucky fan would have taken that home. I would have, you know, heard that some people would be interested in that. And then uh, what happened is Brandy got laid out on her back, and oh. uh, Jake the Snake came in and uh, had a giant anaconda bladed across Brandy. And JR was just, you know, thrown up in his mouth saying, oh, the symbolism there is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was I, trying to imply that it was a dick. I don't uh, think, but, yeah. I, I don't think that's what Jake was going for, but... Um, I don't either. I don't think he was thanks, laying his, his snake dick dong onto Brandy. Uh, but it was a great moment. It helps build up. Lance Archer is an evil son of a bitch. Well, and Jake you, the Snake is an evil manager. But my favorite part was that Cody did not run in. And the reason Tony Schiavone gave that Cody did not run in, it's not Tony's fault. It was just what they produced. They said, oh, we know Cody's in the production studio, and that's like a golf cart trip away. (laughs) So the reason Cody didn't save his wife from a graphic-looking snake drop was because it was a long ride in a golf cart to get back. And uh, foreshadowing uh, for how, I guess... Golf carts were the... Yeah. They were the trend of the night, but we'll get to that in our moment number one. Matt! How, how few Moment number there two. In between. Uh, yeah. Number two would be, uh, again, more interference, uh, but Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. Now, here's here's the thing. I didn't walk away uh, from this match. I didn't end, you know, my viewing of NXT and go, oh, my God, just I'm going to remember this match for the rest of my life. This is where the argument comes in that this was such a blah episode of NXT, despite the amazing card that they had going in uh because not not an amazing match it was fine and again more interference and you just kind of felt like oh yeah so it's you know it's almost 10 o'clock the match is probably going to end soon and uh it did uh so the night of interference continued i don't have a lot to go on with this match i guess you know this just means that there's more velveteen dream and adam cole to come um i gotta say I think Adam Cole's reign has gone on way too long. I don't know if they're just waiting for... Uh, because if, if there's any brand that needs that, that crowd, um, since they are really lacking in the storytelling and they're really reliant on uh, in-ring storytelling and uh, just athletic, the athleticism 
uh, in their matches to, to keep selling this product. Uh, yeah. It is NXT, and they might just be waiting to, to take the title off of uh, Adam Cole's shoulder at a live event, and that could be a long ways away. Uh, but the longer that they keep going with the Undisputed Era interfering and us getting more and more tired of it, um, the greater it's going to be when somebody finally takes the title off of uh, Adam's shoulder. But, uh, Mike, your number one moment for AEW. Yeah, um, and just before I dive into that, just it's so weird for me, Matt, the way NXT is booked, where it's just like, we're going we're gonna to give you like 90 minutes of just wrestling. And what's weird is I feel like most of the guys they sign, they're these indie darlings who are just the best mat workers, the best work rate, you want to talk about work rate, like that you could ever want in your life, like as a wrestling promoter. So it's just weird to me that these guys were already just excellent wrestlers are not given the opportunity to like learn how to tell harder stories. And then like when you come to AEW, that's like all my moments, Brody Lee developing his story. Um, You know, the Lance Archer story developing, you know, with this Jake the Snake stuff um nyla rose coming in uh squashing her opponent snatching the mic and saying you know i'm the most dominant mf in the whole industry uh mjf getting an opportunity to tell his story about his uh injuries um and how he's like the next rock rick flair you know roddy piper um that's it's all story 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 and then nxt where i feel like we keep saying this every week but they just refuse they're like no we're only gonna let these guys wrestle it's just Ah, the show's screaming for it. And my number one moment this week, Matt, was in AEW. Uh, was uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega uh, facing the sex gods, <laughs> Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara. Matt, this match had literally everything. We already alluded to the golf carts. Uh, Matt, we saw Matt, the three faces of Matt Hardy. What the, what the fuck was that? Um, it's, it's one of the things that, of course, Matt Hardy is the one who figured it out. Like, all right, we can we can do, like, low-grade magic here, right? Like, just turn the camera and I'll change my outfit. And he did it three fucking times. He came out as broken Matt Hardy. He turned into Hardy Boys Matt Hardy. And then he finished the night driving a golf cart as Damascus. It looked like it was a difficult golf cart to navigate because he couldn't quite figure out the stick shift. But he got it going, man. He got it going. Um... This match had the golf carts, like I said. I had Jericho getting thrown into a, a an ice bin at a at a at a at the event uh, stadium. Jericho jumping out of it and smashing a bag of ice, and it shattered. There's ice cubes everywhere, and it was a beautiful visual. Uh, and then Kenny Omega rode a scissor lift into the sky and did a moonsault off of it. Uh, you know, we had the standard fare with baseball bats and stuff. We had cones. Uh, Kenny Omega broke a um, a uh, caution wet floor sign on Jericho's back, and that bitch shattered, man. There was yellow plastic flying into people's eyes. Yep. And even Omega, after he hit Jericho, you could see him do a little, ooh. <laughs> so, man, it was just wall-to-wall entertainment the last 20 minutes. Um, it, 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 was, it was funny that that caution sign got, like, the biggest sell because he broke it. So it was like, Kenny was like, yeah, yeah! like, <laughs> showing it to the camera and the six fans that were there. Yeah. It's still a piece um, of plastic, but... Yeah, it's still, it looked cool. That's all, you know, sometimes that's what wrestling is. Um, and the outcome didn't matter. Uh, Matt Hardy being so old and broken, you know, after all the wars and ladder matches he's put his body through, it, it didn't matter. It was just a street fight. 
Um, it's about these guys, you know, having a fun, you know, main event, the big names smashing each other. Um, and again, it helped build the story because Matt Hardy and Omega lost. The inner circle got to dominate. So, you know, we get to build up the heels a little bit more and then see how the elite can come back together. It was, it was, I, I was thoroughly entertained by AEW, but Matt, I have a feeling what your number one moment for NXT was. I'm going to let you say it anyway. Matt, what took it home? Zia Lee losing to Chelsea Green, number one. Son of a bitch. One. Oh, my God. It How was... could you do that to me? I'm just kidding. No, Karrion Cross and Guess Scarlett Bordeaux's uh, entrance. Guess puppy videos on Instagram. Karrion Cross's uh, uh, entrance, Mike, is... Uh, I mean, it, it was like... You know, like, you have those moments where you're like, ah, oh, it felt like being a kid again. Like, this felt like seeing Finn Balor the first time. It was so fucking great. And yeah. uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, like, talk about selling an entrance. Holy shit. Um, that that whole thing. Like, this has A-plus written all over it. Uh, the scary part, though, is that we know, like, NXT has kind of been suffering in the storytelling aspect. I think... We're getting kind of tired of the roster, so hopefully just this infusion of carrion helps it out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the main fear is that this is where it, it peaks, is this this first entrance, uh, because he followed it up with a squash, and then uh, they had that uh, hot-looking, you know, exit from, uh, from the ring. I, I just, like, top to bottom, it was... Uh, you, you, you got to see, like, on display is his power. Uh, there was a ton of sex appeal with that, like, an actual couple being in the ring together, uh, where you kind of wonder, like, what are Aleister Black and uh, Zelina Vega thinking right now watching that entrance? Like, what could they come up with? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so where was I? You've got, uh, all right, uh, the strength and power, the sex appeal, and just, uh, the potential for, like, fantastic storytelling coming from uh coming from a guy that that just sold the shit out of your first match like i that that was awesome and it's funny because we keep talking about the lack of uh of good storytelling in nxt and again thanks to, to amy for chiming in as uh you know the big reason why charlotte flair and eo while there is story to that it's super lazy storytelling uh, but yeah, this, this is the one, the one piece in NXT. I thought, I thought they did a great job where everything else just kind of felt like, yeah, we get, of course, Candice LeRae is going to help Gargano take out Dijakovic. And of course the Undisputed Era is going to help Adam Cole win, even though I'm wearing my baby shirt. I still, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a problem with NXT that I feel like somebody left and was given just a template of how to write NXT and they forgot that the template, like, the main things at the top were, like, do something new. And um, I think they just keep doing the same old, like, here's the interference because this guy's a bad guy and he has somebody with him. Uh, this guy has a group behind him and we're not quite ready to, you know, to turn over a title. Like, just more reason to like let's have somebody go out and do a promo uh instead of doing a an eight minute championship match that ends in a schmaz like just skip it don't give me don't give me shit and tell me that this this match card is gonna blow my mind and then i watch it and i'm like well i wish wish i had watched the main event for AEW live instead um no it was pretty effing cool um 
But yeah, I, think, I mean, uh, go ahead. With, with, no, what you said about Karrion and um, Scarlet, I, I think that somebody in WWE knows what they're doing because that, that entrance was... You figure how many guys, all they do is like turn the lights down, you know, to, to help them get, you know, more of a, like a, like a pop, you know, when they come on the, the screen for the first time. And this, this, they, it's still its own unique entity. You know what I mean? With this right. swirling, like Vixen character and Scarlet and Carrion coming out, like the big red roar, you know, it looks like a, like a demon coming out of like uh, Dante Oligari's, you know, ninth circle of hell. Um, they know how to build these guys, so it's somebody knows somebody back there. He knows what he's doing. I know what he knows what he's doing, but it's just it's like to know that they have that capability. It's just a weird, deliberate choice to have this vanilla mat wrestling for two hours, no stories. Yeah, and we talk about it. You know, now this is the third time we've said it during this episode. We talk about it week after week. At some point, we need to break up this comparison of these two shows because it makes no sense. Um, and, you know, I, I, in our notes, we have our AEW section, our NXT section. I think about next week, it's just about time to cut the cord. Uh, we've, we almost tried a couple weeks ago, and now we brought it back. But it's just yep. we're comparing two things that aren't the same. Um, and it, it's almost a disservice to both of them because they can... They bet they can both serve a an audience. Uh, they're just serving them in different ways. So yeah, yeah. It's just AEW seems to be more of our cup of tea, or or we're just saying we'd like NXT to change. Which you know, you talk about any relationship you've ever been in. Uh, that's not fair. Uh, you can't just ask someone to change so that it's better for you. You need to go find the thing that you like, and maybe we just need to start watching AEW week after week and wait till NXT comes up with a good match, and then we'll watch that later. Um, yeah. So, Mike, speaking Run. of things, yeah, yeah, running out of time, we got to try and jump into money in the bank. Take it away. As, as always, we've we've uh, <laughs> we probably could have skipped. Let's see. Let me just do this real quick. Uh, we could have skipped our twenty minutes on Shane Thorne and Ricochet. Uh, our Five minutes Those talking about minutes. Gargano's new song. Another and, huge um, five minutes. Five um, minutes on AJ and uh, lack of storytelling being ha- having any sort of continuity in the timeline of WWE. Um, All so key components of the show, man. Let's get everybody in the bank. <laughs> uh, so let's run through this uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way. I'm hoping this isn't more... Uh, smoke screening and uh we're being told that there's going to be four tag teams and in fact there will only be four tag teams involved but it will be a one-on-one-on-one-on-one but whatever whatever happens uh first first match uh we've got uh the new day miz and john morrison the forgotten sons and lucha house party going for the smackdown tag team championships um, who I'd like to see win here, Mike. I'd like to see Lucha House Party get a goddamn win one of these days. Uh, I, I, they go, so they're like one in 50 so far this year. So they're like, oh, these wow. guys, uh, the, the wrestling blogs that immediately were like, these guys are pegged for a championship, uh, match, like not, not a championship yeah. run, just the one win out of 50 and all the blogs and Twitter posts that night were, oh, it's probably cause they're getting a, you know, championship match. Um, I think I let's just give Lucha House Party the goddamn titles and have them just be infused with the new day for a little bit, if 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 possible. There's but, uh, uh, no, there's something I was trying to remember. 
Oh, the Forgotten Sons. Matt, I think this is, they get their comeuppance. They uh, they floundered. They never uh, win a match in NXT. To put it nicely in NXT. But you know what? This is a world where, let me scroll up to remember that guy's name. Vink. Vink won. Matt, in a world where Vink can win, I think the Forgotten Sons can win. They get off the schneid, they become <laughs> tag team champs. Boom. Uh, I mean, my pick is the New Day. But uh, I'm glad you're taking the Forgotten Sons because I'll, I'll win I want to be match. like you said. I want to be more excited about this match, but it just smells like there's going to be some weird, you know, representatives of tag teams tag team match, and it's just that's uh, just there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, well, you've got just a so we asked uh, the Brothers of Discussion Universe to chime in, and uh, Amy was nice enough to. And she let us know her pick actually is also the Forgotten Sons uh, to, uh, yeah, to take this match. Amy, that's what I'm talking about. So yeah, you guys are you guys are in agreement. Uh, SmackDown Relax Women's it. Championship. We've got uh, Bailey and Tamina going at it. Uh, come on, Bailey's winning this one. Um, not I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this match uh, even a little bit, but um, this is definitely a palate cleanser because what are we doing having two heels fight each other? For the SmackDown women's belt. It's just really I, weird booking. And, uh, I mean, this has to set up. There's more Sasha and Bailey set up here, right? And then leading into SummerSlam. This this is literally just treading water, playing Duck, Duck, Goose, you know, like musical chairs, till, you know, we get the SummerSlam match. The match we should have got at WrestleMania, which is Sasha versus Bailey. I, I don't know if those two women are saying no, not yet, but... This Tamina Bailey story does nothing for anybody. And then we've got uh, Amy's going bold in two different matches. She's picking Tamina no. on this one. No, that's so, <laughs> what. Amy, no. you're you're crazy pants, man. I, I can't believe you're going uh, Tamina on it. that. So here's the thing. She's got she's got a uh, she says she's got a reason why she's going with Tamina. She's got a story all all pegged out. So maybe we can we can get. We can get some answers from from Amy and uh, talk about it next week. Or if 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 she's right, we'll 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 figure out what's going on by next week's episode and ask Amy to come on. Uh, Universal Championship match, Mike. We have Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. <sighs> this, this is I tough think... to pick. Cause yeah, because Braun wasn't supposed to win this title, but was Bray Wyatt supposed to take it right back? You know, after losing it to Goldberg? Interesting question, huh? In some capacity, we were supposed to be Roman Reigns involved with this decision, uh, who is, for some reason, uh, uh, in the dog, uh, the, the big dog house, if you will, uh, for daring to have cancer and then wanting to uh, quarantine himself from possibly catching COVID. I How don't know why he? he's... Is he in trouble? Uh, I, I think what we're basing that off of is the, uh, WrestleMania 31, where he was, uh, erased out of footage, um, and how he's not been mentioned on TV, like even for, you know, all these, uh, make a wish, uh, advertisements and marquees that are all over the place. We know Roman is, you know, no, he's not, nobody's at the John Cena level, but he, you know, he was doing his part to, um, you know, be there for these uh, kids with terminal illnesses. Um, and he's just not even mentioned in that anymore. Um, so I, I think people are kind of reading a little into the tea leaves, but 
you know, sometimes the quote, uh, street profits where there's street or where there's uh, smoke, there's fire. Um, where Matt, there's, street, I, I agree. there's profits. <laughs> yeah, um, there's actually, street, that's right. Profits. Um, so, uh, so getting back to, to the, the card, I, I gotta, um, I gotta say, uh, well, we brought it to Roman because he should have been in this spot, and I, I think Roman versus Bray would have been a much more interesting match. Uh, we're not gonna get a Firefly Funhouse match. I, I think we're just gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get a lot of power slams, out. and uh, <laughs> I, I think it's gonna be a, uh, I think it's gonna be a Bray Wyatt win. Uh, a lot of power slams, and Braun's gonna tire himself out, and uh, it's gonna be. Like uh, Rocky fighting, uh, it was Drago that he had to tire out, right? Or was it Mr. T? Um, because if I he think... tired himself out with Drago, he would have died because he would have taken those punches that had two thousand pounds of pressure behind him. I think he actually <laughs> had to use a similar strategy on both guys. I know Clubber Lang, he got tired at the end. That's why they had to go fifteen rounds. Uh, I don't remember it for Drago, but man. The way this company abuses Braun Strowman, you got to pick Bray. But then the way this company abuses Bray, you got to pick Braun. <laughs> there's, I'm going to say there's some DQ and they push out uh, like an actual finish. Like Braun will pick. get frustrated and um, you know Bray will win. And then he'll beat him up later as the Fiend. So Braun retains, but then the Fiend comes out. So this is going to be a no... And no title changing hand. I'm gonna pick the same thing then uh, for the WWE. So I, I'll I'll say my pick is Bray Wyatt. I'm gonna pick the same thing though for the WWE Championship match. Drew's retaining. There's gonna be some sort of shenanigans. And uh, Seth and Drew, like like I said the last couple of weeks, uh, that that this is a match that could have been SummerSlam. It, you could make an argument that this is big enough to be in a WrestleMania. So a one-off and Money in the Bank just isn't enough. And um, Right. I don't know if there's anything I mean, else is, to say, yeah. This is kind of the time when we've seen, like, um, AJ and Nakamura build their feud out. This is a time when we've seen, like, uh, Kevin Owens and Cena build their feud out. Um, I think the one maybe kind of wrench in the machine is the timing of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Just because I could see some shenanigans where, you know, they want to give it to Corbin or something like that. But it's just Drew is doing such a phenomenal job um, cutting promos, being even more charismatic than he was before. It's like this, he's just been injected with all this confidence and it just oozes out of him. He's just perpetually oozing charisma and confidence. He looks amazing. Um, it's it, It'd be such a dumb move to, like, waste what we've done to this guy like he he's doing such a great job with the rocket on his back he should absolutely still be champion after sunday night so um whatever happens you're you're saying drew's walking out with drew, the title yeah i think drew and braun both leave with their belts yeah. now, i think this uh next match is gonna pull the curtain and that's probably why becky lynch doesn't have a match is so that she, there isn't like this scare or they have this issue of when to book uh two different women's championship matches but um the women's money in the bank uh, is, is what I'm talking about here, and that's what's going first. Um, and and then you've got Bailey and Tamina going, but but uh, Sasha will be protecting Bailey, so that they'll just they'll be able to tell that little snippet of a story. Now, winning the women's money in the bank ladder match. Oh, you know what? I've been skipping. Uh, I forgot about Amy here. 
Uh, let me pull her up and give a quick shout out to who she's picking here. So WWE champ is Drew, and she gave a little kissy faces uh, for Drew. And then Universal champ is Strowman going forward. Uh, and then her her women uh, Money in the Bank pick is uh, Shayna, and I think we got one more one more person uh, pick Shayna as well, and that was uh, Lorenzo. Beretta on Twitter let us know that uh, Shayna was their pick for, for Money in the Bank. So shout out to you guys. Thanks for uh, for tweeting us back. Um, I think Shayna would be great. I think Nia Jax has taken this. Shayna uh... just had her shot. Nia Jax would be able to chase, out, chase after the person whose face she broke with that Money in the Bank. And she could come out and scare Becky. You know, like, they could come back to that story, even though there's no continuity in the WWE. But uh, it's not going to be Dana. It's not going to be Lacey. It could be Carmella. I, I think she, you know, like, she did such a great like, job this with is it her before. Thing. It turned her yeah. into a superstar. But uh, it's not going to be Asuka because, unfortunately, while the WWE has made some strides in letting Asuka uh, do some amazing work with Japanese promos, um, I don't know how that would work with the money in the bank or if it's just her holding it up and, and having that tell the story. But, uh, yeah. I think Nia Jax chasing after Becky Lynch would be a lot of fun. So that's, that's where I'm going. I think they had their, uh, opportunity with Shayna and, uh, it looks like she's going to take a backseat for a while. Kind of like, um, you know, Asuka did around WrestleMania when she lost to Charlotte and then she just kind of... It sounds. It kind of looks to me like Shayna's going to be in the same boat, um, you know, where she lost her match um, to Becky, and it seems like she's just, you know, kind of drift away for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nia Jax needs it the most. I think Shayna could be scary in a heartbeat. I think she'd be perfect for the money in the bank briefcase, but uh, company does not have the same love for her that I do. So I think they're gonna go with naya um and i think they want her to cut her her mean tormenting promos um you know for weeks to come and be haunting becky like you said so gets us to the last match matt the men's money in the bank um there's uh we got uh, aj styles this is you know his second match back he qualified monday he's in uh we got d bry we got alistair black uh, Ray Mysterio, King Corbin, and Matt. Bless his blue collar heart. Otis is in the freaking Money in the Bank match. I I can't believe what I'm saying. It's it's real. It's it's getting pushed, kind of, Matt. Um, we've seen Daniel Bryan try to hook him up in the past by making him look like a million bucks in some tag matches. Um, Otis has zero chance of actually winning. <laughs> uh, but I'm just happy that he's going to be rubbing elbows with. You know some of the best in the business um you know obviously aj brian alistair you know and mysterio is a living corbin. legend and then corbin matt is he is he the pick is there a greasier slime ball that you can imagine like just just to formulate in your head and to have a, a perfect trophy for him than it's- corbin so wh- here's the game you have to play is uh is Braun Strowman winning or is Bray Wyatt winning and then it's are one of these guys a good match for Chase and Drew McIntyre. Um 
I don't know if any of these guys work to chase Drew McIntyre because he just doesn't seem right now like anybody's going to scare him. Uh, like you were talking before about his confidence. So then who's going to be chasing after Braun or uh, Bray? And does anybody really chase after Bray Wyatt? And is it even possible to cash in a money in the bank on a guy that can just disappear? So it it is really tough. And uh, the last shout out here to Amy was she said, um, it is tough to pick, but anybody but Rey Mysterio. And I, I, I do <laughs> I do agree with that to answer your question. Yeah, me too. Is it, uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio does not make any sense with any of those, like what we were just oh talking my God. about. Um, if he's 619, Drew McIntyre and takes that belt. I'm just trying to imagine where I'd be emotionally. I'd, I'd look like the picture behind me. Um, I think <laughs> Daniel Bryan makes a lot of sense, uh, at, at least from the perspective that he can turn on, uh, you know, like the snarky heel. If he has to be uh, kind of a, a cheater to get to get the win with the money in the bank, we know he can do it. Um, Otis makes zero sense. AJ Styles makes a lot of sense because even though uh he'd be dwarfed against drew and braun uh he's proved in the past that he can he can keep up with brock so it's it's not something that i i would ever think like he couldn't keep up with those guys but um it i guess yeah i'm making the argument that he's he's a good fit for whoever's holding the title uh so that's where aj styles works because he can work with anybody corbin makes sense just because what else are we going to do with corbin right so th- those are my probably my top two. Corbin's my number two. AJ is is my number one to take this. And I think the the putting AJ in this late is just this idea that they didn't want you watching the lead up to the Money in the Bank going the whole time. Well, of course AJ's gonna win because fucking Otis Dozovich is in this match. So, um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with AJ. Yeah, I mean, um, I think Rey Mysterio and Otis are the most obvious outs, and then probably Aleister Black is the next out, um, just because they haven't really given him a chance, and I, I don't think they've really expressed that they think they're, you know, that they're serious about him being at the top of the card. Um, man, it would be a hell of a match to see Aleister Black versus like Bray Wyatt, but. As far as watching somebody hold that briefcase, turn to a referee, and I want to cash in right now. Right, and that doesn't make sense for Elster and Bray Wyatt. What makes sense for them is to have a long feud where there's storytelling and they both get to be weird and creepy. Yeah, and uh, the same right now for Daniel Bryan. Uh, the, I, I got to think the favorites are Corbin and AJ, but it's almost like Corbin is too obvious. You know what I mean? As the as the the sneaky slimy heel, um, I think that this is probably AJ's to lose because he he hasn't really had any wins and I, any marquee wins in a while, and I, I kind of feel like WWE is we're really sorry that we released your friends and you got buried by the Undertaker. What do you think of that? Right. Oh man, where's where's Carl? I guess I'll name this briefcase Carl. You know, that'd be kind of, that'd be a cool little meta thing if you named it, you know, Carl or but yeah, I got to pick AJ. I want, I want Alistair. I want Otis. Blue collar. Oh yeah. But it's going to be AJ. (laughs) 
so with that, everybody, I hope uh, you do enjoy Money in the Bank. Uh, obviously, we'll be live tweeting it and uh, memeing it on uh, Instagram at brothers underscore of underscore discussion and on Twitter at BOD podcast. Uh, find everything else, all the links. Uh, if you're looking for ways to uh, subscribe to us or follow along, if you go to BOD podcast and brothers of discussion, BODpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. It's going to be in the top right corner of the screen. Uh, we'll have all the links, including our YouTube page where you can subscribe. And uh, Apple Podcasts is the best place to rate and review us uh, to help us out with uh, with podcasting. But we are we are everywhere you can find podcasts, including Spotify, Google Play, Breaker, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and so many more. So find us there if you're looking for the Brothers of Discussion. Uh, everybody, enjoy Money in the Bank. And... Um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's it. Mike, have a good one. See you later, man. I gotta go. <laughs> My foot fell asleep, but I, just pretend that I was climbing it on the ladder out of view. <laughs> All right, that's not how that works. <laughs> you don't go down. All right, bye, everybody.